0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio uh here at Soma Church and Day Spa by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, I am super Super stoked to be here with a live studio audience. So let's, uh, let's hear from them. You guys clap it up. Man, that's nice. That's super nice. And um, I, I got to meet Pipe's dad between shows, which was really fun. And uh, I was telling him I had actually driven through Minneapolis a few summers ago. Uh, and I got to hear Pipe's dad preach before he retired. And my boys were young. Uh, my son Tristan, who's working the, the merch table, drew a, drew a picture of Dr. Piper, and uh, we were really excited to hear him preach. And uh, it just so happened that the Sunday that we stopped in um, was Father's Day, but it was also the day that uh, Pipe's dad chose to preach about homosexuality. So... <laughs> In, in true Father's just, Day fashion. We just a, the one Sunday. Yeah, ago. we got a, a nice homosexuality sermon that, that I then had the, the whole drive to North Dakota to like explain to my boys. So, How old were they at the time? Um, they were pretty young. So, uh, but no, it was great. It was it's the it gift was, that keeps on giving. Nah, it was a great time. It was a great time. So, uh, boys, speaking
1: of a great just, time. Just imagine that, but like conversations at the dinner table, and that was my upbringing. There so, you go.
0: There you go. I was um, Very consistent. Very consistent. I was about to tell a really inappropriate story. I'm not going to do it. Um, instead, Pipe, I'm going to tee you up to, uh, to talk about some very appropriate sponsors that we're very appreciative of. So, Piper, yes. do some radio business right now.
1: Yeah, first we want to thank b Publishers for sponsoring the event. Uh, most of you, it looks like, grabbed your free copy of Russell Moore's The Storm Toss Family. Um, for listeners who are not here in the room, you can order that wherever books are sold all over the place, Um, but B&H is sponsoring the event, so thanks to them. And then we also want to mention the Dwell Bible app. So you've probably heard about it on previous episodes, but it's a Bible listening app, uh, which is especially handy given just how busy people are. So um, it (laughs) is—are you eating Skittles during the sponsorship about a Bible app? I am. Okay, cool. No, good. Okay. Um, But they— they have listening plans. They have multiple readers. They have tracks with and without music. So it's it's kind of a fully immersive listening experience if you want it to be, or it can just be you know you drop in and listen as is convenient to you. But if you go to dwellapp.io/happyrant, they have a discount set up for you. It's thirty three percent off their annual fee. So it's only twenty bucks a year. That's really inexpensive. Um, I spent more than that on the Gardetto's for this event. So, you can listen Ooh, to the Gardettos, Bible baby. every that's, day. That's high end. For less than Look, Gardetto's are the greatest snack. And nice. What
2: is it? What is Gardetto's? Those. It's like Baby, uh, it's a
0: carb you've never had. it. It's like <laughs> It's it, It's not a kale chip,
2: it's not so koush, you wouldn't be familiar right? with it. Tosh. Yeah. Tosh, baby.
1: Yeah. Anyway, go to go to dwellappio Check that out and listen to the Bible while Ronnie eats Skittles. And
0: Piper, I want those, to do those some. Those are also not keto approved. They're not.
2: They're not, man. I'm I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing right now. Maybe those guilty. green ones.
0: Pretend they're kale. Okay. I I <laughs> Try They'll go down easier. Pipe, I want to do some media business right now. I right. want to do some synergy. Because that's a business term that I've heard of. And um, the synergy is as follows. Synergy, I wanna, not silos. I want to yes. lean on our studio audience a little bit, and I want to ask a question to which they can respond with clapping, okay? And the question is this. Um, to our friends, our corporate friends at Dwell Bible, up in their ivory corporate tower somewhere having their business meetings, would you like to hear the three of us gentlemen reading for the Dwell Bible app? If so, let's clap it up. <laughs> Baby, that's how things get done in business. That is how okay? things get done. Do you I don't want to brag, but that's how I made. Baby, here's my a, phone's here's another up right now. Term for That's you. how I made two point five thousand dollars on this podcast <laughs> last year. Okay, just let that sink in for that's a minute. That's right. <laughs> the IRS should sure let it sink in Let me um, make it clear
2: though I will not do I hope my accountant's not I will not do, do NIV 1984 or NASB I am pure ESV only when it comes to this Oh there it is And yeah, it don't try is. to sell me that CSB thing now either
0: that's, that's some excellent market research Dude you know what Ron's doing right there? He's, 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 he's trying out for his, uh, his plenary sash. Yeah, I feel like he's... he's goading me again. You what know what? He's, 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 he's a little nervous. He's a little on edge. He's trying out. He, there's a certain conference that Ron...
2: Is that, is that, does that look like my dance from earlier? Man? <laughs> yeah.
0: <a> little, Mr. <laughs> Fred... Uh, what was his last name?
2: Fred Larimore.
0: Fred Larimore. Great guy. Great, oh, great Fred, guy. Great guy, Fred Larimore. That was a lovely man. Salt of the earth. Lovely man. Um, the thing is, Ron would really like a plenary session at a certain conference. Um, I've, I've heard... It's not the post conference to this thing, whatever that thing is that people are going to after this. I don't even know what the name of it is, but um, if is you guys there are a
2: conference after this,
0: that's what I hear. That's the rumor. It's the word on the street. It's um, like summer
1: camp for pastors.
0: Yeah, Everybody church camp for and pastors. Out. Yeah. If is there something
2: they've done before, or yeah. dude, maybe a little
0: something they're trying out here in India. Like I just, don't know. Yeah. I don't know,
2: like a, a conference. I mean, what do they do at conferences, baby? I maybe mean, you know what they whatever. do
0: at conferences. You got your lanyard yet? Have you checked? Maybe I only do
2: retreats. You I'm only do retreats.
0: There's not quite enough pamper.
2: Conferences at a conference. are too much work. Yeah,
0: I only do retreats. baby, talk me through um, a, a typical retreat for you. What does that look like?
2: Oh man, I just took one with uh, with my my boy uh, Joe Byler right of here with the beard.
0: Do. Joe, raise your hands. Look Bearded at Joe. Joe, there he is, looking fresh. If you don't know who Joe
2: is, he's the ball guy with the beard, or half the people here, right yeah. there, seven rows back, looking yeah, I mean, rested
0: and refreshed. Oh man, me and, me and like, Joe just like took a little. Uh, head.
2: We just took a wait for it a cabin trip with the wives. There you go to Hawking Hills two days ago, man. A little for pampering. Oh, it was, was this a sojourn thing or was this just on your own? A little I mean, it was it retreat. wasn't an official sojourn thing, but we made it a sojourn thing. Of course, you did. We talked a little theology, a little business.
0: Yeah, some theology, some expensive high end dinners. Yeah, absolutely, some
2: pampering. Hundred percent day spa time. Hundred uh, percent. Okay. Did you
0: buy the cabin? <laughs> Did you buy there, the cabin during our basketball There was a lot talk, of discussion
2: about, about the cabin we were in and whether it was a possibility of us purchasing together as a joint venture, okay. but we haven't made a final decision Whoa. on that one yet.
0: Baby, it's a big commitment to go in with another guy on an Ohio cabin. Please believe. <laughs> I don't have to walk you through the intricacies of that
2: kind of purchase. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it a big. I want you we, to we had a couple through. of power lunches about it while we yeah. were there and everything. It's
0: got to be a lot of synergy. Oh, a lot of synergy. Yeah. Boys, um, <laughs> I, could, I could go on about your retreats all day. As I'm sure you could too. Um, it would Joey, just make it
2: feel more like a retreat if we were talking. Joe, you about haven't retreats. traveled
0: until you've traveled with Ron Martin. It's gonna it's gonna ruin you on travel for the rest of your life. This this gentleman knows how to pamper himself. Baby, nothing we, else. Baby,
2: we've done a little traveling together through we the years, have. haven't we?
0: Yeah, we've done some trips. We've done some some high end publishing junkets. A little
2: Zondervan traveling.
0: Oh, baby, yeah. The access, the decadence. Oh. I mean,
2: I don't want to. I think you need to carry on because that's a little too much. for It's going to sound like bragging, be.
0: but the, actually, the question I want to ask per per producer Ron Show Prep um, is another serious one, and it's about the publishing business. We've all been in it now for a decade plus, and um, this is another KK question. So, my wife really produced this whole thing; um, she's the brains behind it. But she wanted to know, like, what's our biggest regret of our like comings and goings in the publishing industry? So. Um, all, all the books and the publishing stuff that we've done, Like, what, what will we change? What will we take back? Every book
2: great? I've co-written with you, baby. Oh, my
0: goodness. Wow. How many is that? That would be two. Yeah. Okay.
2: Baby, out of the two books we've co-written together, what's the one you're least proud of and most proud of? Out of the two.
0: <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, but um, I want to hear you
2: say it. I need, the, some, I need some affirmation tonight.
0: Baby, I'm the least proud of Bride's Ill. And I'm the most proud of the other one.
2: Oh, what was the other one originally called? Do you remember? No, it was great. It was a dope title. The great what was They do- Yeah, the dope title we had for that thing. that The publisher said, no, we want you to have a worse title. What was it? Than there was, the, than the dope which title. they
0: always do. It's a thing they always do. What was your title?
2: It was When Believers Don't Believe. When Believers Don't Believe. Yeah, Dude, it was a really good title. I mean, I just, I just feel like there's like an aura in the air when you I know what's say funny?
1: that. A little the gravitas. I just came out with a book by a title, with the title, uh, came out with a book I can't speak, but it had a title almost exactly like that Pipe, you
2: tell your friends at PH to quit ripping it off wasn't our titles was Oh Pipe, it was who's the Beauty. author
1: on it, do you know? Who's the author? Yeah. Dean and Sarah I think it's called The Unbelieving Believer or Yeah, something I, like
2: yeah that. I totally saw that I feel it's like, a good I, book. I feel like I've given up writing now after Do you know that. this
0: gentleman? Do you know no.
2: Dean and Sarah? No, I would never Dino know Bravo? him now I would I never know him now
0: Yeah, I don't know him
2: I mean, my lawyers know him Yeah
0: <laughs> Baby, you know what you're doing right now? You're trying to deflect my serious question by joking around. <laughs> and I want you to lean into it, okay? Like, I want you to, I want you to leave, lean in and give Double what's my mo- What's
2: my greatest publishing regret? Yeah,
0: what would you change? What would you do differently? are you one of these bros, one of these no regrets guys? Like, bro, no regrets? Bro? Are you one of those guys?
2: Baby, I just feel like I have not <laughs> written, like, my, my, the book I want to write yet. You know Your magnum I mean? opus? Or, I mean, just any book. <laughs> Magnum or otherwise that I really like that I really like You're like pseudo opus? Well, I mean, I have it. I have the concept. I just don't know if B&H is going go for it. I just keep saying B&H. Well, no, the advent book's coming out this year. Okay. And I like it. Little promo, little bit. But it business. doesn't hit it doesn't hit all the artistic, you know, kind of kind of juices in me, right? All
0: right. So what are the artistic juices? What is it that
1: you want
2: to do that you want so to So you regret is do? that
1: you haven't published the book you want to publish. I'm well, I I
2: story. have it. I, I have it, but I haven't like Giving it away to see if it can. Baby, get what the is deal. it can you give the people? I, a can't, little... I can't give that kind of. You know, I'm not an Enneagram Seven here. I, you guys or yeah. whatever. I would have already read the entire book to you if I was an Enneagram Seven, but I'm not. You know, so wow. I, I got to keep it close to the vest. You got a or the double breast, as you like to say, <laughs> close to
0: the double-breasted military
1: jacket. I, I think yeah, you just I got to buck up and send it to a publisher. I do.
2: Yeah. And by me, you mean Andrew Olgemuth. But baby, yeah. have you have you shared it with Wolg's, with our agent? Yeah, I actually have. Okay. And he was,
0: he was receptive and warm? He, he was excited? He was, he
2: was, as Wolves is, he was mm-hmm. extremely receptive and amazingly warm. Because okay. that is the Wolves that we know and love. Yeah. Um, Piper, what
1: about you? <laughs> no regrets, dude. Um, <laughs> no, I... That's a good question. I think probably how little... I bailed on some of the things that publishers ask you to do that I find to be very annoying, which is funny because I work at a publisher, and I ask other authors to do these things. So for the curious Christian, I didn't get anybody to write a forward. I didn't request any endorsements. Blurbs are the worst. Good for you. And I didn't send out an email on launch day asking all of my social media friends to tweet the exact same thing about it, which is what Christian authors often do. I wanted
2: to so bad, but you never asked. He That's never right. asked. Dude, you yeah. could have taken advantage of Your finger was hovering over the send button. Platform. Literally, but no. I was I was quivering. <laughs> over Maybe the, what are those for a day?
0: What are those four hundred people going to do without that tweet? <laughs> 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 I'm I'm kidding. He's got six hundred followers. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I think I think I mean regret is probably a little strong because I don't lose a lot of sleep over it, but. But it didn't sell very well, and I kind of think I bailed on some of the things I could have done. I was Were just, you a little influenced
2: kind of, by Big T on this one?
1: Uh, I was just burned out and tired and just said, oh. screw it, I don't want to do it. So, wow. that, Which mm. also problematic because I work at the publisher that published it. So, Ooh, that's awkward. You know, there's been some, I've had to have some conversations to
0: yeah. flesh out the things that I didn't do. Some awkward passing in the hallway, like in Moneyball, where they walk towards yeah. each other and somebody has to move over. That's right. Maxim, that's for you. Where's Maxim? Little Moneyball reference, buddy. Uh, it's our favorite movie. So I actually have a whole bunch of regrets, I think, just because I'm a way more terrible person. You're a little you more prolific than
2: we are, I was going to say, you've yeah. also
0: published a lot more than either of us. Dude, yeah. So, so there's one that um, I had this situation where, as you guys know, publishing is feast or famine and... Uh, we were doing it all freelance for about a decade, so that's how we ate. That's how we made our living, and um, the highs are high and the lows are low. Like, when it's, when things are popping, it's really good. When things are down, it's, it's really down, and we were in one of these really down moments, and um, I had actually agreed to speak at a men's conference for my best college friend, dear friend, Corey Hartman. Uh, he was a pastor out in Pennsylvania, and he had a, he had a small church, and um, we had set up ahead of time for me to come and speak at his men's conf, and I was excited to do it, excited to see CORE. And um, I got a call. I got a call from Wolgs. And Wolgs was like, T, um, I got something really big for you. Uh, but he's like, you got to get on a plane tonight to fly to Mobile, Alabama to meet with Tim Tebow's family. Uh, because you're one of, the, one of the two candidates to become Tebow's ghostwriter. Right? And we're broke. We're like broke as a joke at that moment. And I could see the... You know, I, I could see Tebow and, like, Tebowing and the money, like, raining down from the heavens, literally. <laughs> Me, like, catching it in buckets, you know. I didn't even like Tebow. I didn't like all the, like, you know, hey, You don't have to
2: qualify, man. You wanted I don't have to qualify game. it,
0: but... Um, Your opinions on Tebow have been yeah. made, made clear. Dude, but I hate this, and this is, this is like, a serious regret. So, um, I actually did fly to Mobile to spend the day with the Tebow family, and in doing so, I had to miss my friend's. Um, Men's Confidence Church, and uh, didn't end up getting the deal with Tebow. It was a it was a long and arduous process, which resulted in zero dollars and zero book deals at the end for me. But in one, you know, really. Awkward, regrettable moment where I, I passed up my friend's thing for So if money, you could so. go
2: back, man, you'd apologize to Core and you'd speak at the men's conf? Well,
0: dude, I have apologized to Core, but I would speak at the men's conf. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have done the Tebow thing.
2: And, uh, Maybe you need to throw your own men's conf, invite Core out to <sighs> it and speak at it. Maybe I
0: know you want to be the plenary speaker of my men's conf. <laughs> Main stage. He's always working. He just wants another conference to go to. So, retreat, that it, so that he it's a retreat. It's a men's retreat if Ronnie's there. Yeah, it's a retreat if Ron's there. It's a conference. Baby, you've had
2: a lot of those. Like, so if you ask me, out of like the ninety-seven records I've put out, I would say, yeah, there's mm-hmm. like ninety percent regret there. You know, for really? sure. Yeah. Why? I, like over what? Like everything. Give me know? one thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, you look <laughs> back at the product, and like all you're, all you are, you're locked in the moment that, like, you were making it, that it came out, and all the pain and the heartache that came out, you know, that surrounded it when you were doing it, and then it came out, and then, you know, it doesn't get marketed, it doesn't sell, it, and, you know, blah, 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 kind of like what you're describing with Tebow. Yeah. And so, it's like, you may have hated that Tebow book even if it, the deal would have gone through Dude, I because of what happened for with sure. Core, with the exception of all the cashiche just literally raining down upon you, yeah. you know? But, yeah, but that, I mean, you bring all of that into it, so when you look back at past works... I mean, it, it just, it kind of feels a little empty sometimes, right? Because especially if you were, if you were going after it as a way to just either, you know, get further in your career mm-hmm. or, um... I suppose that depends you on know.
1: what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I and mean, I, I suppose I too is... Part of the reason I, I mean, I don't think in terms of regret a ton because there are things I would do differently, but A, you can't, and B, they, they're all instrumental in doing, doing something better the next time. Yeah, And so, um, I mean, I... I didn't have an agent my first, my first book contract, which means I didn't get the deal that I wanted. It has, been, it has caused some issues. And uh, do I regret that? I mean, yes and no, but at the same time, I learned a lot about that side of the business and why it's worth working with Andrew Wolgamuth now, um, for example. I mean, there's a lot of those kinds of things. If I had – revising my earlier answer and going broader than book publishing – saying yes to too many things so you know in trying to get established as a writer just saying yes to every opportunity that comes across which means some really dumb radio shows really dumb podcasts really not this one uh really dumb little with the exception of a little catch in my with the exception being a guest present company excluded correct (laughs) being a guest on other people's dumb podcasts um and and then writing for websites that are like, I don't have any business writing for, like, everyday motherhood. But they said, would you write something? And I said, yes, because... Baby, don't be yourself up. Baby, when everyday motherhood calls, <laughs> you write for everyday motherhood. <laughs> yeah. You know? for not, not really, example. <laughs> fair enough. But... Uh, But I I had the fear of if I don't say yes, there won't be another request. So, I mean, there was just sort of the mindset of I have to say yes or all requests will dry up, which is sort of the the freelancing and, like, getting established nightmare. And I think it's all a lie. I think if you say no to the things that are not a good fit, you'll probably end up positioning yourself better. And I just didn't do that for, I don't know, two, three years at least, maybe more.
2: So here's a better quest for you boys right now, all right? Um, like what would be like what would be an artistic regret? Something that you wrote or you did where you look back and you go, "Oh man, that was bad," or it just wasn't great, or I just sort of just I just sort of just threw it out there, not spending enough time on it. I wish I would have spent more time. I wish it wasn't still in public. I I just wish I could take that back.
0: My wife's laughing at me. Yeah, double Why are K, you K laughing, knows what's baby? going on.
2: Do you, you have an what...
1: answer for this? I'd like to hear what Ted regrets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Some of Ronnie's <clears throat> burgundy years were. Double
2: K. I thought we just had a really good encounter before the, yeah, the wow. show started. I don't know what happened. Let yeah. the
0: healing begin. Wow. No, that's a good question. That's baby. also what Ronnie was thinking of. To be fair, <laughs> for me, there was one. There was one book that I ghost wrote, and we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum for a current NFL quarterback um, whose who may name or may or, not play for a team that that Piper on really stage Really likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was such a terrible experience and I regret doing it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it.
2: Like you don't like the writing wasn't really like your best writing. It wasn't your best Dude, no, and, and
0: Like a book like that, the nature of a book like that is that it's not going to be your best writing because you're
2: writing in someone else's voice. Yeah. But, um, it's almost like transcribing a sermon and then being sort of the ghostwriter on somebody's book for that.
0: Yeah. It was just a really tough project for a lot of reasons. And like, I wish I hadn't done it. And it was, it was another one that like, I did it for the money. You know, and I feel like I can look back over my career and the things that I did just for the money have almost uniformly been bad things. Like not morally bad or ethically bad or whatever, but just things that I wish like I had just done. Crappy, trashy just, projects.
2: Yeah, crappy. Yeah. Like projects. nobody would know that, but it like stirs that up in your. Yeah, it own just stirs up that soul. regret.
0: But I mean, at the same time, though, I can look back on those things and go. Like, that was the Lord taking care of us. You know, the Lord did put food on the table with those projects, and I'm grateful. I mean, that is the nature of
1: just work. And so if you're yeah.
0: freelancing, you end up writing
1: junk projects to pay bills, just like you have parts of your day job that stink if you're, you know... If and if the jobs were ultimately
0: employed. fulfilling, then we wouldn't need Christ, right? Yeah. So, I think, the um,
1: yeah, the... The only project I regret is also the one ghostwriting thing that I did. Just mm. don't ghostwrite in general.
0: I don't think. Actually, that. I've had a couple good ghostwriting experiences. I know you and I. You and I yeah.
1: differ on this one. I, I don't like ghostwriting as a thing that exists in general. If you can't mm. write your own book, you don't deserve to have a book. But uh, I feel um, that. I mean, you've written plenty of your own, and so it's you know you clearly you stand on your own two feet, which means other people don't need to stand on your two feet too um so yeah that that was a project where and the thing is i didn't know it was a ghostwriting project i thought it was like a co-authoring or a with kind of thing get all the way to the end of the project and the author was like no your name's not anywhere on this thing Ooh. not even in the acknowledgments so that was that was a bit dirty i'm
2: sorry man they, they forced me into that one and yeah it,
0: ron had to take i mean it was off. your best book yeah. but yeah. <laughs> correct was that stop your complaining or quit your complaining? No, I couldn't yeah. have written that one. <laughs> Maybe you did that one solo. Did it feel weird to not have me along for the ride on Let's that? To not have a co-author? To not have those decadent trips that Dude, you did. Dude, I, like I
2: like those co-author gigs, man. I, just I think they're, they're life-giving to me. I did I know. it. You yeah. feed off, off the energy. Yeah, that one solo book, man. The that travel? Was, that was torturing. The yeah. trips to Toledo? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Dude, that city never sleeps.
0: Oh, boy, oh boy. I don't don't think, get me started on Toledo. I don't think Toledo. we have the space to no, discuss we Toledo, To really unpack that trip. Absolutely. Amazing. But, boys, I'm looking, at my, I'm looking at my show notes here. And if you're new to the program, one thing you'll know about us on the Happy Rant is we don't do any show prep. And um, in part because we just don't like to do show prep, but also because we feel like it kills the spontaneity. But I've got, a, uh, I've got a text here, and it's a one-word text. And this is a topic. This is ostensibly like a topic for the program. So I'm just going right. to throw this out, and I want to hear you guys vamp about it. Um, the, the one little phrase is Rachel Hollis. Is this the girl, wash your face? Girl, Girl stop girl apologizing. clean your face? Girl, whatever? Yeah. Girl, wash um, your face. Girl, stop apologizing. Dude, so what's <coughs> the deal? The what's ones. the deal with Rachel Hollis, man? Why was this a topic? Ron, you're a big fan. What?
2: Break it down for oh, us. Oh, I'm a huge fan, yeah. mean and Rach. Dude, so Me and R.H.
0: I was walking through, like, a Target Yeah, last so was night, I, man. And I saw the huge...
2: Oh, like, massive display. The, yeah,
0: the huge, massive display. Yeah, and, it was crazy. And, so what's the deal, man? Talk I'm, just, I'm just trying to
2: get to the Chip and Joanna Gaines department. Yeah. And I got this, like... Dude, you I got to climb
0: through the Rachel Hollis department? I got this Rachel this? Hollis
2: thing, like, obstructing my, my my path forward. Dude, now, serious question, though. Yeah.
0: I feel like this thing, like, this moment, the rich, like, affluent, put-together Christian woman... Like that's really starting to pop. Yeah, but, dude, like but a, you,
2: you know what I'm saying. But, but her whole vibe is like, man, you don't have to be perfect. You just need to own. I mean, who except you I'm are. perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't have to be perfect like me. You just me. need to tell it like you know. it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just need to stop apologizing, Big T. You need to so, stop apologizing. So, know? Big R,
0: you're you're more like with your finger on the pulse of the industry than I am. Anymore. Well, you know, natch, maybe I'm yesterday's match. Yeah, you know? so you tell me, why is she popular? Like, what is it that people are, like, resonating
2: with, with Well, she's Rachel? just like this, it's just sort of Rachel this, Hobbs. like, uh, you know, it's, it's just sort of like mommy blog version, like, 8.0 kind of a thing. Okay. But basically, like, her vibe is like, you know, let me empower women by telling them that you are okay like, just the way you are. You are beautiful just the way you are. You need to embrace that. You need to conquer the world with the you that you've been given, right? And so, like, she used to have a little bit of, like, like Did soul. you write the say, back cover copy for that book? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did. Yeah. That was it's that good. ghostwriting thing thing that I regret. Really that's my regret. That's my ghostwriting regret. <laughs> yeah. right. But she's like this. <laughs> she used to have a little bit of, like, faux Christianity, like, mingled in with it, and now I think that's... It's just gotten like fully like Oprahized,
1: right? Okay. it's just it's like full on inspirational. It's just like this is yeah.
2: it's all self help, right? So it's good for everybody, dude. Right? Is it
1: coming out on Christian label still?
2: I don't know. Is that on a Christian label?
1: Yeah, I mean broadly, I don't know who publishes it exactly. I think It's out of one of the New York, the albums. Christian
2: wing of Simon and yeah. Schuster. But yeah, I mean,
1: so if you go look at like categories on Amazon, she still shows up as in the Christian category, which is, I think that actually helps those kinds of books sell better because once you once you sort of slap a sanctified <laughs> label on them. People are like, oh, this is, you know, this is, it's safe, it's better, it's good. And uh, whereas in the general market, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like if Rob Bell was trying to be an inspirational speaker first, it would never have worked. He had to be a pastor first, couch that stuff in a sanctified label, and, uh, and, it, and that's how he built an audience. I mean, that's speaking, what we speaking, all
2: do, Pipe. That's what
0: we of, all do. Right. Speaking of Robbie B., this is a little teaser for the next step. <laughs> we have some hot garbage emergent books to sign. Like era specific from the era, so that's oh, that's going to be a thing that happens. in wait. in a few minutes,
2: I'm excited. Um, yeah, but Rachel Hall, man,
0: are we done with Rachel Hollis? I, I mean, I'm, I, was, was, I was. What is never. there to say? How long does this thing last? Like, how long before the Rachel Hollis i That you burst? meant this episode? I'm like at this rate, probably about three more minutes. Well, no, you don't no, know, no, baby, meant it, that Hollis
2: thing, man, that's like a freight train. Does it
1: have
0: legs for another? like, Well, what, dude, two like years? the second,
2: the second book is like off the. It's just like off the rails, dude.
0: How long till the HGTV show? Oh, dude, I, it's year? like shocking. There is we a year out from that.
2: No, I'm man, sure it's I mean, in
1: conversations now.
2: I mean, there's a sense where you're going to see, like, Hollis and Gaines, like, together, probably, like, like working on a where project. Where does Jen Hatmaker
1: fit in? Right?
2: Yeah, Hollis, Gaines, and Hatmaker. Dude, it's, so gonna, we, it's not is HG. From Texas? It's not it HG. Like it's firm. HHG TV. They're going to start their own network, man. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. Is, uh, nice is, baby is
1: Rachel man. Hollis from Texas? Oh,
2: yeah? she has to be. They all okay. are.
1: Okay, fair enough. Okay. Are they all yeah. from Texas?
2: That's a prereq, yeah. man. You got, gotta be we from just Texas. Got a firm
0: yes, from the audience. So, yes. dude, there could be some synergy with Matty Chan's steak company.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you don't, Maddie think Matty Chan's that, a rancher. If you don't think Matty Chan's steak Company's going to— he did
0: a whole Instagram story the other night
1: about grilling Texas craft steaks on his big green egg. So he's promoting his own company while cooking dinner for his family while doing a cooking show on Instagram.
2: Nice, man.
1: It was. But did he
2: mention that those were his steaks?
1: No, he just said thanks, Texas Craft Steaks.
2: Well, I appreciate that about Matty Chan. He's being a little humble, right yeah, there. I mean, got sort of saying thanks. He would, ne- me. he would never eat another. <laughs> he would never eat another man's steaks. Thanks, my Matty steak Chan. company. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, I I love that Matty Chan has a steak company. I do too. I dig it. I man. want to see him driving around in a late model Cadillac with horns on the front, wearing a big Texas cowboy yeah, hat. Maybe I, well, I
1: just, just assume that already that happens. happens when you honk the horn. Yeah. Does it go aouga? Yeah, That's exactly. That, that. yes.
2: Just That's pulls up to the village every Sunday morning in that thing, man. If you're going to go right. rancher, you've got to go all in. Does
1: a picture exist of him in a bolo tie?
2: Oh, it I, must, man. I feel
1: like that really ought to happen. Surely it did. Like, t- I mean, he's got to be preaching at this conference coming up. Maybe oh, if, he has so, to be.
0: Yeah. So, so I want to see him preach in a bolo tie. Yeah. What would it take to get you into a bolo tie? If Matty Chan if maybe, Chan was in the audience and he promised you... I'm from
2: the 80s. I had three of those things. I'm not kidding.
0: If, we, he, pro- if he promised you a main stager, We wore them on Iran.
2: I have pictures of me in one. Okay. We wore them unironically. It was kind of a, a faux goth thing that we did back in 87.
1: Really? I promise. Wait, that's incredible. In I what want to see way is pictures. a bolo tie tied to
2: Dude, I lie. don't know. I never figured that one okay. out. I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't make, I wasn't making fashion You know, uh, laws and rules. I was just making fashion I mean, statements. nobody
0: was for the 80s. Baby, right. speaking of fashion, I want, to, I want to seamlessly radio segue us into our third topic. Wow, that was a little abrupt, baby, but
2: we're going to let you go with that. <laughs> We're going to let you move into that. But Dude, I
0: got a radio show to run here.
2: Okay. Feeling uncomfortable with all the Matty Chan. We're Matty yeah. Chan fans. We're we are.
0: Our, of course we're Matty Chan fans. We're not fans. comparing
2: him with Hollis or anything. Also,
0: no. I'm a fan of my agent and, and like the older guy with my agency who I, I referred to as Don Corleone, which Correct. is a compliment. But that is a compliment. That's the ultimate compliment. Obviously,
2: our fans would know that was He's a compliment. He's the Don. They know There's that There's no a way they didn't know that was a compliment. I don't listen to the Enough of the caveats,
0: guys. Let's go. Yeah, I feel like I'm shrinking under the caveats. <laughs> um, my, my Enneagram 8 is really annoyed at you guys right now. <laughs> Keep baby, listen to me. On. This concerns fashion, and it concerns the church business, which Throw it at is something me. that you like to talk about. It's and the only I think thing our, I like to talk about. I, our people like it when we talk baby, about Baby, I just it. preached
2: through the book of Esther this morning. My next topic was going to be what you're going to bring up. You right got now. all the
0: way through it this morning. the entire
2: book. Terrific, baby. I pulled a Mark Dever. I preached through the entire book in one Sunday.
0: Nicely. You must be exhausted. You need to go pamper. Oh, that's that's my why you don't have a voice. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to my voice. Yeah. All right. So my question is
2: me this. Me and Mordecai.
0: So... For you, church business, and I want to hear Pipe weigh in on this because he's in the business, too, at some level. How is Sojourn competing with the Anglican Church for <laughs> oh <my> hipsters? <laughs> so I feel like you got these two... Yeah. Yeah, thanks, you guys. It, it, it you touched can, a nerve. That's yeah, good. Yeah, you got these two warring factions, the Anglican Church and Sojourn, and they're both going after, after the same hipster audience, baby. How do you navigate that? How are you guys, like, competing with the Anglicans? Because I know in my metro area, there's a real strong, hipster-Anglican kind of partnership.
2: Well, How does that look? What do they look like, baby? I want to know.
0: Baby, you know exactly what they look like. I don't have to explain do this to you. you mean what Anglicans look like or hipsters?
2: No, I mean, I know what hipsters look like. Okay. I yes. just have to hold up a mirror. I need to know what an Anglican looks like, man. I don't have a lot of experience. I grew up Calvary Chapel. It's, I don't know what an Anglican...
1: Anglican is... It's, it's high church, so there's often... Like the, the robes. Yeah, and liturgical services. Does and- anybody
2: out there go to an Anglican church before we carry on with the insults? <laughs>
1: Okay, now we can say whatever we want because nobody here knows the
0: difference. Dude, I have, fr- I have good friends who go to Anglican church, so I want to. I'm again with a qualification. Is that but, the same? Like, um, okay, so
2: Anglican is it, like that's an that's like friend. the is that like the gospel version of Orthodox church? Dude, that that's, just got quiet. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Good I, radio, Ron. You killed the room with that one. Judas Priest. You know what? You know what it is about the Anglican church right now. They're in that moment that our tribe was in about a decade ago in that they're just pumping out smugness, truckloads of smugness like we were a decade ago. Yeah. You remember wait, wait, how? Wait, wait. Like when we, did we? Stop? We've gotten so uh, humble. Yeah. I mean, to be to be fair. Like we were we were super insufferable like a decade ago. And by we, I mean, actually, the three of us, but also our whole tribe. Um, I feel like they, they might be in that moment right now. You know, what I mean? they're kind of feeling themselves, they're feeling full of them. they're feeling satisfied. Like who's swag. Like, like who's know? the
2: Anglican church's like uh who's their like main Jim stager? Keller? Like who's their who's their Frankie Chan, man? That's Dude, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. know who
0: their main stagers right. are. I have no idea.
1: I think part of the appeal is that they, they don't center around They main don't stages. platform. So it's there's it, it's part of what no celebrity. Yeah, like if you if you're part of it, it's a you know it's like it's it's like it's 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 a quintessentially hipstery thing because you're not following a trend that is obvious. You're not following a, a main stage. There's certainly no, you know, Rachel. Piper, I type don't even of brand. know what you're
2: talking about right now. You're speaking. So,
0: such t- yeah. Ronnie yeah. Ronnie speaks the language of mainstage. Yeah. and and hipster. Even though he's never been, a- even though I'm even though I've never been on a main stage. Oh, yes. baby! I was going to make the
1: joke and I caught myself. Back it's to okay, the original question, though: How is Sojourn competing with the Anglicans?
2: Well, see, I, I'm trying to get an idea of what the Anglicans are doing. So that I they're doing high church eating.
0: They're doing a high church. Okay. So there, with there, a side that's of intellectual that's good Okay, that's good. they're throwing in a little intellectual high church.
2: This is what's happening right now with sojourn you guys Let Here me just be honest with you man. Sojourn was doing the sort of the high reformed liturgical thing Now they're trying to take it down a few notches, right? Okay, what does um, that look like? a lot of sojourn churches. They're trying to wait for it Insert a little more southern gospel into some of their movements. Whoa. All right. Yeah I'm not saying I'm like not saying everybody's a fan <laughs> I'm not saying everybody's a fan,
1: right? What do you mean by Southern Gospel?
2: I mean, they're trying to add this thing called rhythm, I think, into, into, into some of their music, right? And they're trying you to, mean the devil's thing? Easy, pal. <laughs> you, we, Give us a minute, you guys. Easy, yeah. easy with that, right? All we right. have some sensitive audience members out there. All right. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what they're trying to do. So they're, they're trying to take down a little bit of that, like, Reformation mm. liturgical, you know? Kind Why are
0: they doing
1: that?
2: Well, I don't know, because I'm still doing it. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, no rhythm
1: I'm, at your service.
2: Exa- no, zero. It, it's all super sad and white and rigid. I mean, that's exactly what it is. See, 100%. Sad, say white, that, and rigid. You're speaking our language lou- now. Say that three times yeah.
1: loudly, and your church will double in size. Sad, white, rigid. Sad, yeah.
2: white, rigid. Sad, white, rigid. There oh, I know. just got a text. <laughs> that's right. We're at 500 now. You Boys, we got, some,
0: raise. we got some diversity in the crowd tonight. I don't know if you would noticed that.
2: I don't know. I'm trying not to be awkward about that, Big T. Dude, I'm no, really I know, like,
0: and I'm leaning into the awkwardness, but these, these gentlemen... <laughs> let's, uh, let's clap it up for these guys in the front row.
2: Wow. They, uh, they approach... Hi, this is the part that's going to have to be, like, beeped out. No, nah, this is great. This is the part that
0: I'm leaning into. They, this uh, is the part Ted's going to call back later and go, can you just can please you remove that, that segment? Ted
1: is the only person who has ever asked us to cut a, any content out of this podcast in five years. Ronnie and I have no conscience... And Ted, Ted has a tender heart,
0: apparently. Yeah, I'm in too sensitive a mood, I guess. But, Actually, uh, it's usually
1: like, ah, <laughs> that lady I made fun of sits in front of me at church, and she might hear this. So. Yeah.
0: I got to go easy on that. But these guys, these gentlemen, they approached me during the break, and they said, you know, we, you, it's not an all-white audience. You got some diversity in the room. Yeah. And it was oh, a guy said who said it. The they guy who laughed it. at my traps joke. Like, Oh, nice. All like right. Asian Rob Gronkowski down here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he laughs at my traps joke. He approaches me during the break. And um, he said, you know, you got some diversity in the room. And I said, do you mind if I say that from Like front? Big T just
2: says Asian Rob yeah. and me and Piper are all like and I'm like, dude, ah. like rubbing our hands on our jeans. We're all like super nervous. Yeah.
0: I just lost my university job probably. Much.
2: Just- Maybe we're going to take this on the
0: road now then is what you're talking but about. But about the Anglicans and the hipsters. <laughs> Seriously, Pipe, what do you think about that? Sojourn versus the Anglican Church. I'm still
1: trying to figure out what Ron means by adding rhythm to their service. Like, you got a kick drum? Like, what?
0: Dude, I'm just
2: saying, like. You're
1: not just saying anything. You're trying not to say about a thousand things. (laughs)
0: Like, you don't have to. This is Politic Ron. He's thinking about that plenary. I mean, you don't have to play
2: the new version of Praise to the Lord, Come Thou Fount, and when you're feeling really crazy in Christ alone. Every week, right? Yeah. That's that old, what I'm that saying. In we're allowed alone. to move it's beyond ancient. that a little bit, right? We're allowed gotcha. to move beyond that. Okay. You know, that's all I'm saying. All right. Maybe that's how we're competing. I don't like to think in terms of competition. I'm a four.
1: I think it's, I think it's uh, the, the difference between the two. Now, not Sojourn specifically, but you're sort of like hipster reform churches versus your Anglicans. Is, they, are they, is it more like rock-solid points of theology or leaning more into sort of liturgy and reflectiveness. Mm -hmm. Not saying that one of those is more theologically accurate than the other, but it's sort of the, what is the emphasis of the two? And uh, the people I see who are strongly attracted to the Anglican Church are the ones who are, they're looking, it's, it's, Expression. There's often more room for artistic expression in the church and the culture of the church, um, and and it's reflective. There's often a mystical bent to it. Those that side of things. Meaning, they're all Enneagram fours.
2: Pipe. I need to be an Anglican, man. I yep. just you're like baby. you're like telling me this, and I'm like, what am What am I doing right now? Here's
0: the deal breaker, though. Here's why you don't want to be an Anglican. Are you ready? Talk to me, baby. I'm all ears. No conferences. <laughs> okay. No main stages. Dude, the minute you go Anglican is the minute that you can put that little rolling bag in the lanyard collection away because you're staying in A Town. You're staying home. Nobody baby, wants that for you. Baby, no you, one. Are you
2: telling me there's no Together for the Anglicans conference <laughs> in Louisville, Kentucky next year?
0: Baby, I'm sorry. I know this is hard. Okay. I, w- I want you to just think it through before you add a third denomination <laughs> to your life. There's no- <laughs> can I give a counterpoint to that? Sure. The reclusive cabin thing fits
1: really well with the Anglican lifestyle. Dude, Ooh, so yeah, keep that in mind. You Angli- can write that off. You could write that cabin off. It could be a work thing. The English,
2: <laughs> the Anglican coalition. You and, you
1: and Thomas Merton hanging out. And Ooh.
2: Oh, I know. I'm supposed to like him, but I just have never read any of his stuff. Uh oh.
1: I just dropped a name. I don't. Big know R just gotten a major
2: trubs right. admitting that yep, one. He'll never make it. Literally, if anybody from Sojourn finds out that I haven't read 15 Thomas Merton books this year, I think they're going to kick me out, man. It's over. It's Dude, done.
0: The Sojourn guys love, they love Tommy. Oh, M. my god. What do they love about him?
2: Oh, I don't know. I've never read him.
0: No. Yeah, but you talk with these guys. You travel with these guys. I mean, you're sitting around in the airport at the gate for hours on end. You've got to have something to talk about. Baby,
2: I'm not trying to read the obscurities. I'm just trying to read the classics, man. I, you know, I, don't, I, I only have did. so much time, right? You. I got you. Right? I'm, st- I'm still trying to get through expository exaltation right now, man. It's taking me some time, baby. It's What's taking time. What's the last thing you read for fun, baby? Oh, man. There is no fun in my reading right now.
0: Oh. That's there is depressing. no fun. Is I mean, I got, a,
2: I got a Kevin DeYoung Ten Commandments book just waiting for vacation on me right baby, now, that man. that sounds like wait, a wait, party. Wait, wait,
1: Waiting to ruin vacation?
0: <laughs> read a novel.
2: Yeah, I know. I just can't get into a novel. Do you have a KDY right novel ready
0: to go for vacation?
2: <laughs> Maybe just the one I'm waiting for you to co-write with him. Man. Oh, it's, my
0: goodness. It, and it, it all comes back there around. We go. Piper, do we have time for one more topic? Produce the, um, produce the program. Yeah, let's do one more. All right. This is another KK. Um, she wants us to talk about our best and worst teachers. So best or worst teachers. So thinking back through your learning life, um, your life as a student, could be in seminary, could be in regular school, could be at your, like, charismatic Day school for boys in, <laughs> in Los Angeles. I don't, I don't, you know, not, I mean, best and worst teachers. Best
1: and worst teachers.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you, Pipe, because I feel like Big R is he's struggling with the topic. No, I
1: got it. Ooh, start with him if he's
0: got nice, it. Nice, baby. Lay it on us. All
2: right, so there's this dude named David Valkersel. David, if you're listening, I love you, man, but I'm sorry. Dave. So I went to a charismatic school, so they had this woman come in. And her hand bled. What's that called? Like a stigmata. When, a stigmata. Yeah. And so I'm the wise guy. And um,
1: wait, I, they. Yeah, you're context. hearing me. Cor-
2: <laughs> you're hearing me correctly. It's all correct. They had her come in. They're like, "Oh, your hand
1: bleeds." Just, I mean, what, they had her the do one of here? our chapel services, okay.
2: and her hand started bleeding, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, the whole thing, right?" So I mean, I'm, you know, I'm like 17. I don't have a lot of theology. I got some, right? And so we're in Bible class, you know, like an hour later. And everybody's like, oh, the hand bleeding, the hand bleeding. You know, and, and, and David, Mr. V, we called him, Mr. Valkersel. He's just talking about how extraordinary it is and how, how much it reflects, you know the, the, you know, the crucified Christ. And I'm sitting there, and everybody looks all involved. And I kind of raise my hand, right? And I, I, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, what is it, Mr. Martin? And I said, Mr. Martin, um, I love the form. Yeah, I know, man. He gets all formal. Yeah. And so I'm the guy that says this. I said, Mr. V, I go, tell me where we see this anywhere in Scripture. And it was, like, wrong thing to say to, like, you know, Ph.D. theology degree. You killed the room, didn't you? Oh, I killed the room. I killed Mr. V. I killed myself. I I mean, I was like, and I had no backup other than. How did he? How did he respond? I mean, he literally gave me like five scripture verses that I couldn't refute because I didn't have enough, like you know, theology in me at the time. Dude, was honey in the room? Okay, all right, I got you. You know, like that kind of a thing. I still think you're wrong, and I sat down.
0: You know, was honey there? Honey, honey Flenderman. What was her last name?
2: What's that? Was was honey in the room? No, no, I did. honey didn't go to my school, man. That, that was the that's whole right. point. Yeah. that's why she, I got to go she to she dance. You up. Oh, honey would have totally backed yeah, me up. Totally, hundred percent. she was as with her back. sister, Lovey. Lovey yeah. Laramore.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Probably best teacher or worst.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad Ron went first because that sparked a memory of. Uh, uh, so in in middle school, I went to a, a Christian school, and um, our Bible teacher, who I can't remember his name, but I remember what he looked like. He was uh, he was about five eight gray hair, like a fireman's mustache, you know, like the really bushy 1980s. I'm like, what are you, dude? I'm right
2: here, man. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, super hairy arms, just like he looked sort of, he just was, he was that guy. And uh, he, he, we wanted, he wanted to study revelation for a unit with seventh graders. Of
2: course he did. Which
1: is bold. Um, And he interpreted it literally throughout. So every, every image that Revelation lays out, so you've got, like, scorpions, you know, with, you know, with people's faces on them and these different things that, that are apocalyptic and a bit challenging to understand. He's like, draw a picture of that. So nice. our room is, like, littered with pictures of our interpretation of the scorpions. <laughs> um, and then we watched A Thief in the Night, Anybody yes. here seen A Thief in the Night? The
2: original right. Left Behind series. Yeah, so, I mean, the they, original they ex- Left they, Behind.
0: Explain it, because I think that was the one they made us watch at church camp and then walk home in the dark. <laughs> that sounds right. It was terrifying. So uh with the, so gi- th- with the I became a Christian like six times that summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Enough. I'll just, I'll do it. So Whatever. I, so Thief in the Night was it was actually I think it
1: was a series of movies, but it, it yeah. basically walked through from the um, what's the rapture, that's the thing, to, uh, you know, through the tribulation to the coming of Christ, taking it all again very literally. The
2: guillotine. Don't yes. forget the guillotine. No. How
1: could one forget the guillotine? Don't forget that uh, magical,
2: like, Halloween I remember the guillotine. Scene. I the remember Halloween that scene. scene at
1: the end. So yeah, they, they were going to, you know, they, 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 they were, there was a scene with the guillotine and, like, were people going to or not going to confess Christ? And, uh, and they, they're showing this, like, sixth graders. So there's people in white robes they show the guillotine dropping, and then they show like a basketball bouncing into a laundry basket because that was the production. Totally value. remember that. So that was all part of, of his grand revelation plan. But then my favorite part was the poster board project where we had to draw the new uh, the new Jerusalem, a, you know, to scale because the Bible gives the scale. You know, I, it just
2: looked like a big castle, <laughs> man. Was it Because you know, it's, it that it's, it's however many. It looked like however however the Burgundy many- Years video.
1: It's however many miles high and miles wide. And there's, you you know, all the jewels for the gates. And I mean, there's these descriptions. And so we were supposed to do this on a poster board. And that was, I think that was like my entire sixth or seventh grade Bible class year was Revelation and poster boards and Dude, that sounds so
2: easy. Like you should have aced that. It was an art class, man. That wasn't a Bible class. Acing it. That must have been an Anglican class, then, is what you're describing. Okay,
1: so here's the problem, Ronnie. I was a pastor's kid. Bible class, I already aced. Like, a, mm. Bible class was a shoe-in A. Shoe-in-A. Bible class was your
2: life, Pipe.
1: Right. <laughs> so, so quit wasting time on, on picture books, and let me show off. That's what Bible class was about when I was Dude, 13. Dude, there you go. So, Spoken like a true Reformed it man been a re- it 10 years ago. It should have
2: been a retreat for you, Let me Pipe. show off.
1: <laughs> me. Yeah, I was, I was mad that I was like, no, anybody can do this. What are the things that I can be better than everybody else at?
2: That's, uh. That was
0: my... That was my real hang up. Thank you,
2: Enneagram Eight. What do you have to say, Enneagram Four?
0: Baby, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like nostalgic and sentimental on this one, man. Yeah. So, uh, baby, like I just did. My favorite teacher is the reason I became a writer. So I was, as we said before, like degenerate charismalist Rob Gronkowski when I was in college, and um, I was injured. I became injured, you know, playing my sport, and um, was laid up in the hospital. And I had one professor come to visit me, uh, Professor Dr. Joe Burnworth from Taylor University. And uh, Dr. Burnworth came up, and he was this gentle, sweet guy, loved the Lord, loved his family. He was just a great dude. And even though I wasn't, like, really vibing with anything academic at that time, I, was, I really liked him, just really felt a, a connection with him. And he, uh, he was very kind and said lots of nice things. And he, he leaned down to me, and I was, you know, my leg's been operated on. It's all, like, just hanging there. And he goes... Uh, have you ever considered becoming a writer? And I'd never for a day in my life considered becoming a writer. Um, but I, I guess I'd written some nice papers for his class and he saw like a little, a little spark of something in there and uh, didn't think about that for years until I had become a writer and uh, I was making my living writing magazine articles and books and, uh, and he's since passed on, but that was, that was by far, far and away the favorite teacher. And I think those of us who are in the education business, you know, they often tell us, they're not going to remember, like the students aren't going to remember all the content from your class, obviously, or even a fraction of the content. But they'll remember like your spirit, the way you deliver it, um, the way you treat them, the way you interact with them. And, um, and yeah, I learned a, learned, learned a lot from that dude. So I've killed the vibe. Babe, no, I've, that, that's Baby, that, that was a
2: that was a beautiful the, Anglican in moment. In right? the, <laughs> be yeah, I know. So reflective. Yeah, yeah, I've just. I've just become... Baby, a baby, on that on that sad, just tear driven yeah, moment. Wow. How about ending the program <laughs> on that enneagram four yeah, moment? On that enneagram four Dude, moment. You no, I'm going to give you know
0: what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the audience some instructions for the next app because really the next app is the fillet of this whole experience. It's the it's the app that you've <laughs> this waited is all around for. far. it's the app that you've brought your swag for. So the next step, what we're going to do. We're going to take like a 10, 12 minute break. Then we're going to welcome you back in, and we're going to we're going to enliven the microphones around the room. And it's going to be our Q and A time. It's also our time. that also sounded Anglican. the enliven microphone, it's absolutely sort of imbued
1: with power. Yeah, we won't
0: even yeah. have to turn them on. Right. You know, we'll just like speak some incantations into the microphones, and they'll come on. But um, but that's going to be the time if you brought swag and you know who you are. If you brought swag, if you brought vintage baseball or football stuff for us, if you brought food items. Uh, or yeah, any other kind of that swag that Ronnie can't eat because he's on the. That whole Ronnie party. won't eat. If you brought kale chips for Ron, um, the third episode is the time to bring that. It's time to bring your questions. Anything is uh, anything is fair game. You can ask us about um, you know writing, ministry, family, uh, high, high school personas. Any any question is uh, is fair game during episode three Q and A time. So uh, we're going to sign it off again. You guys know your job, right? A little eye contact, a little head nodding, good. Um, So I'm going to sign us off. Then you're going to have a little break to mix and mingle. And then we'll come back in for the filet of the evening. Boys, we have done what we always do on this program. In that we have wandered to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans.
1: The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. calling my heart, like I just knew he was my safe place.
0: I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome, more than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in
1: harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for.
0: If you were encouraged
1: by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.